Welcome to the My Successful Life Performance Academy with me, your host, Mark Oborn. Where together we are helping health and wellness practitioners improve performance, success, and client communication. So hello and welcome to this special edition where we're going to be looking at values. These are really important. This is an incredibly important aspect to understanding your business and your personal life. If we understand our values, we understand what drives us. We understand what motivates us and we begin to understand what holds us back. Have we got conflicts within our values? If there are values level conflicts, Perhaps that's why we're not able to do the things we want to do, have what we want to have, be who we want to be. So understanding values can be a really important key in understanding our mind. Once we have control of our mind, we are in control of our results and therefore in control of our business success. So let's get cracking, looking at a little bit more at values and kind of what are they? Values are these highly valued criteria that most people will know inherently, at least they will think they know. They are attitudes, they're core beliefs, and they are belief systems that we have been brought up with. And I'm going to show you a slide in a moment that explains where values come from. Now, it is really important to say here that a full and proper values elicitation can only be done with a coach, someone there digging and prodding whilst you do the work on yourself and you give the uh, the, the answers to that coach. However, what I'm going to give you here gives you a really good understanding and deep insight into values, some exercises that you can do on your own, on yourself to help you understand a little bit more. And you may have some really good realizations as we go through this. So values um, are imprinted um, from a wide range of sources and that starts at the age of zero to seven, this um, what Massey calls the developmental stage and the developmental, uh, sorry, the imprint stage. And the imprint stage is really whereby we just look at our role models in life, our parents, and we do what our parents say. Those values are just imprinted on us without question. As we then get older, older, ages 7 to 14, we then start to model those values and try those values on ourselves and see, well, what happens if I go about the world and I do these things and I adopt these values? What happens? And of course, this is all unconsciously. By the age of about 14 to 21, we start to listen to other sources. We listen to our friends, to our peers to the media, to people who we find influential. And it's at this stage, the 14 to 20 year old, to one year olds, where we're looking for um, to outside external sources. So we've just blindly adopted what our parents said. We've tried those uh, values out for ourselves by modeling them. And now we're looking to external sources to our friends in the socialization period. And the business persona period is really once we start to cement those values and to really understand what it is in our life that is important with us and that we are going to carry through into our business. 
So values come from uh, family and friends, as I've already said. Lots of people pull values in from religion, from churches, from schools, from where we are brought up, from the economics in which we're brought up, from the media that we watch and listen to. We have a wide source of all of these values that's constantly been brought in, constantly influencing us, whether we like it or not. And values are, will have some core values that kind of sit in the center. So we've got values that are in the center of what we believe. And around the outside, we have more peripheral values. And those values are all underpinned by a set of beliefs. Now, some of those beliefs that we have may be disadvantageous to us. And we're going to look a little bit more about beliefs as we move on. So we understand where values come from. We understand that we all have these values. We understand that it takes a long time throughout our development whilst we are experimenting with those values. And that values are underpinned by a set of beliefs. So now I want to move on to... I'm going to call this section elicitation, but I, I use that reservedly because we usually use that term when you're working directly with a coach. However, you can do some of this yourself. So I want you to sit in a quiet place. Make sure that you've got some time and some space around you to listen to what I'm going to say. You may want to make notes and you may want to make notes on post-it notes so that you can write things down and then reorder and re-sequence them. So the first question I would like to ask you is, very simply, what are your values? Now, very often values will overlap between business, family, relationships, health and spirituality. Values very often overlap. But I think it's also very useful to think about those different areas independent of one another. So right at this moment in time, think very clearly, very specifically and ask, what are your values for work? Start to write them down on post-it notes and you may want to pause this whilst you do that. And I would like you to have at least five values written down. We are looking at things like money, love, caring, reciprocation, altruism. These kinds of things are values. So what are your values? What do you value? What is important to you and your life in work? Pause the video, write down five. When you've written down five, come back. So if you're back, I'm now assuming that you have five values written down. What I would now like you to do is to start to sequence them. And the way you sequence them is to take the one that you think might be your top Take that value on the post-it note, lay it down on the floor. Now take the next value, 
put the two side by side and say, does this next value, is this more important or less important? So is it more or less? So we're going to assume for the, for, for the sake of example, it's less. So we've now got two values. We now pick up another post-it note and we put the post-it note on our on the floor and we say, compared to the bottom one, is it more or less? If it's less, it will go down to position number three. If it's more, it will go to position number two and the other one will drop down to position three. Now we say, well, is it more or less than the one we have at the top? If it's more, we resequence. If it's less, they stay where they are. Now we bring out your fourth value. So now you've got three written down and we start at the bottom. Is it more or less? And we repeat the process over and over with all five of your values until you have a list, a hierarchy. Now, this is where a coach will work with you. So you can do that bit on your own. A coach will work with you on the next step, but you can do some of this yourself. So the next question I want to say is if you had all of those values, so read them out. If I had one, two, three, four, five, what would make you leave your place of work? So let's say you're at work and you've got all five. What would make you leave? What would make you leave? Now, whatever's made you leave is more than likely a value. It's more than likely a value that's not being fulfilled of one of those five. So the next question is, what is that value? What is that value that causes you to leave the workplace where you have all of your top five values? What has caused you to leave? Write down that value. Now ask, where is that value? Is it more important than the last one or less? Is it more important than the fourth one or less? Work your way through to find out where your new value fits in. So you've left this workplace because something forced you to leave. And if you left, what would make you return? So now, what else do you want from that business? What other value would pull you back again? We may have another value. You might want to write that down. And this is where a coach will work with you to get you to leave, to come back, to leave, to come back each time, eliciting a new value. And I've done this with multiple people before and every single time we come up with something new and different, which will very often slot into one of the top three of the values that we've already got. So, now I want to look at conflict. And the question I want to ask is, let's take your top three values. Can you have value one and value two at the same time? So just close your eyes, sit back and say, can I have one? 
and two at the same time? Can I have value two and three at the same time? Can I have value one and three at the same time? And can I have all three at the same time? Or are there conflicts? Now, classic example of conflict is um, freedom and security. So very often uh, values, uh, freedom and security can often be very high values. So someone may say, I want to have security in everything I do, security in the job that I'm working in, security that I know that I've got finances coming in, security that I know that I've got um, an income that I can support my family, security that um, my business is going to be there tomorrow because I've got a good business. And on the other hand, I want to have the freedom to be able to do whatever I want whenever I want and be um, someone that can make decisions and make choices and go with the flow. But at the same time, I don't have the freedom because I want the security. And with security comes having a bigger business and you have to have the, the, the routines, which means I can't have the freedom. And if I have the freedom, I can't have. And so very often we can find that we can end up in a situation of conflicts. And again, this is where working with a coach will help you through that values conflict resolution. This is not possible to do virtually, but it's a really great question. Can I have all of my values, especially the top three, can I have them all at the same time? And another question that actually that I haven't put down here is, if those top three values are your top three values, do they actually work together? I'll give you another example. When I did this uh, process with, with, on myself, with, a, with myself and a coach, my top values were fun, giving, and challenging. So I wanted my business to be fun, always doing lots of fun things, uh, always be giving, actually giving more than receiving. So giving out more information than I was um, uh, uh, getting a uh, uh, money getting in from clients so always giving I want to be more giving and challenging I always want to be challenging to myself challenging to my clients challenging pushing for new way forwards fun giving challenging and my coach said to me oh Mark it's that's a wonder to have a business with those top three values but where is making money oh wow what a realization you're right Making money was way down the list. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if I'm going to have a successful business, I need to put a roof over my head. I need to pay for all this fancy equipment. I need to be able to create the content. And to create the content, I need to have the platform and the money and the resource to do it. So I need to have the money. The business is nothing without the revenue. So then I had to look at my values and do some work to resequence them, to resequence them and to reorder them. And I'll go into a little bit of information about that as well in a moment. So now I want to look at something really much deeper. So let's just take your single 
most or your single top value. And I want to ask you, what does it get for you or mean for you? What does it get for you or mean for you? Now, here's an example. So let's say we had the top three values were wealth, fame and doing the right thing. For example, do the right thing is what is one of my values as well. Um, but let's say wealth, fame and do the right thing were your three top values. So we're going to go with wealth. First one. So we're going to say, what does what does it mean for you? What does what does wealth get for you? And you might say money. So uh, I, fabulous. That's that's brilliant. That's that's money. What does what does money mean? What is what does money what's the what does money mean for you? Well, it means riches, having abundance, having lots of things there. Uh the ability to buy what I want when I want, go and get what I want when I want, which is great. I'm not here to criticize that. I'm here to 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 work on this as a value. So we would say, okay, riches. Now, the next question is really important. What is the opposite of that? And you might say poverty. So we've gone from a key value. Your top value is wealth. And we've said, what does that mean for you? That means having money. And now I'm looking for two opposites. What are the two opposites to do with money? It's to have riches and plenty of money. And the other one is poverty. Now, here comes the real key question. What is the motivation? And this is where people can really find that they have a lot of work to do with their values. So if we look at values, if we look at poverty and we look at riches, are you towards or away from? Now, again, let me give you a fabulous example. Let's say I was away from poverty. So I could be away from poverty. I could be towards riches. Let's say I was away from poverty. So let's say poverty is over here. So this is poverty. So poverty is over, let's say, to your left. And and riches are towards the other way, completely the opposite direction. I could turn and face towards poverty. So imagining I'm facing towards poverty. And I say my motivation for riches, my motivation to get wealthier, to have more money, is I do not want to be poor. I don't want to be poor. So I take a step away from poverty. I take a step backwards away from poverty because I don't want to be poor. That's my motivation. All the while I'm working on my line towards being wealthy, but the motivation is I don't want to be poor. So I take a step back and then I get some more money and my motivation, I've got more money on my more and more on my journey towards having wealth. And I get further and further and further away from not wanting to be poor. The further and further away I get, my motivation gets less and less because I'm just not in it anymore. I'm not in the poverty. My motivation gets less. Unconsciously, I self-sabotage. Wee! 
right the way back I go towards poverty. And when I'm there, I can go, yes, I feel the motivation because I don't want to be poor. And I can move away. I can move away and I can go back again. Let me do the same experiment facing the other way. So this time I'm going to face towards riches, towards having money. And my motivation is over here and I take a step forwards. And each time I take a step forwards towards uh, the riches, towards money, money can always be more and more and more. So the motivation is always in front of me. I'm always traveling towards what I'm being motivated by. Because I'm traveling towards being motivated by it, the motivation will remain and we won't get this bouncing backwards and forwards as we lose motivation. This works equally well for things like weight loss. So I could have overweight on one side, perfect weight on the other side. If my motivation is I don't want to be overweight or I don't want to look like this. When I'm absolutely immersed in it, my motivation is strong. The motivation is there. As soon as I take a step back, I can say, no, I'm on my journey towards um, my, my perfect body weight. But I've taken a little step away from where I was motivated and my motivation gets weaker. Another step, another step. And the further I go, the more weight I lose getting towards my target, the further I get away from the motivation... And guess what happens? Bam, back I go. Right back to my centre of motivation. I will put weight back on so that I can then feel motivated to lose it again. Yo-yo, yo-yo, yo-yo. But if I turn myself and orientate myself to being focused on always the perfect weight, the perfect weight, the perfect weight, the perfect shape, whatever it is, But towards motivation is always in front of us. We can continue moving forwards. Let's say we use the same thing with our patients with dental health. Is a patient motivated by not being dentally unfit or by perfect fitness? And we can use the same thing in so many things in life. So understanding if we are towards or away from motivated is absolutely key. So do this little exercise with each of your values. Look at your top three values. Ask yourself, what does it mean for you? So let's let's take fame as an example. We might say, what does fame mean? Fame means being known by everybody that I see. There's my motivation. What's the opposite? Being a complete unknown. Whoa, scary. What's the motivating? I really don't want to be a complete unknown. Okay, so what will happen if the motivation and the value for fame is I don't want to be a complete unknown? As as soon as I move towards it and I make inroads to become famous and famous and famous, I move away from my motivation. My motivation gets further and further away. I can't cope now. I'm not motivated. Whack, row! I go back into the into the into the complete world of anonymity. Destroy my career so that I can be feel motivated again to get back 
towards being famous. And yet, if I turn towards being known by everybody, I can move towards, towards, towards all of the time. So as you can see, values are critically important, critically um, uh it's so important that we understand what our values are and is each value a towards or away from motivation. Now, in a, as a, in a coaching situation, what we would do is I'd ask the question, what percentage would you say? Because it's very often not a dichotomy. It's very often not, well, it's 100% away from poverty, 100% towards riches. We might say, well, I'm about 50-50 something like that from a coaching point of view anytime there's anything more than uh, 10% or uh, 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 as, as a 10% uh, away from I would want to work with that client to get it at least to be 95% towards the riches and only 5% towards poverty uh, away from poverty so if you say well what percentage am I and you say well I'm about 50-50 Right. There's work to do. Let's get really focusing on the towards motivations and use our new mindset, because when we are in control of our mind, we are in control of our results to move away from this motivation of not being in poverty. Do that with all of your values, at least the top three. There's a lot of work to do. And let me know your results. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you have any problems. Cheers now. Bye. You've been listening to the My Successful Life Performance Academy podcast. And if you have liked what you have heard, please share this podcast on whichever platform you are listening to it on. And then check out mysuccessfullife.co.uk and take a look at our online performance academy where we offer a series of interactive courses and webinars, all for an affordable monthly subscription and all verifiable CPD certified. See you there soon. Bye. Music credits, purpleplanet.com.